Chapter 15 of The Sign of the Cross in the 19th Century. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Sign of the Cross in the 19th Century by Jean Gomet. Letter 15. Answers to a Question. The Sign of the Cross is a weapon which repulses the enemy. Life is a warfare against whom? Necessity of a weapon within the reach of every one. What is that weapon? Proofs that the sign of the cross is the special weapon, the most forcible weapon against the evil spirits. December 10th. If you communicate my last letter to your companions, it is probable, my dear friend, that they will say to you, If the sign of the cross is as powerful as he writes to you, why does it no longer do what it has done? To this question there are many answers. The first is given by St. Augustine. In speaking of miracles, the great doctor makes a very just observation. The miracles, says he, recorded in the holy books, have a great publicity. As everybody reads or hears them read, no one is ignorant of them. This is as it should be, because they are the proofs of faith. Today also miracles are operated in the name of the Lord, by the sacraments, by prayers, and at the tombs of the saints, but they are far from having the same notoriety as the first they are known in the places where they are wrought but if it be in a considerable city they will scarcely be known to all nay it often happens that but very few are informed of them when they relate them to others or in other places the authority of their testimony is not such as to be admitted without difficulty or hesitation though they be related by christians to other christians in proof of what he advances the saint relates many miracles operated under his eyes some of them by the sign of the cross therefore because your companions or other persons know not the miracles accomplished in our day by the sign of the cross there is no reason to conclude that it operates them no longer to this first answer a second naturally links itself it is from another great doctor pope st gregory distinguishing former times from the present he says at the beginning of the church miracles were necessary it was by them that the faith of the people were confirmed when we plant a tree, we water it until it takes root. As soon as we are assured that it will grow, the watering is stopped. This is what the apostle says. The gift of tongues is a sign, not for the faithful, but for infidels. It is the same with moral improvement as with material. Now that Christianity has taken root even in the bowels of the earth, miracles are not as necessary as at the time of the divine planting, already fifteen hundred years have rolled away since st augustine said he who in our days asks prodigies in order to believe is himself the greatest of prodigies for a moment replace the world in the same circumstances as it was at the birth of the church and you shall see the sign of the cross renewing all its primitive miracles listen to contemporary history would you believe it writes one of our missionary bishops ten villages are converted the demon is furious and strikes a hundred blows. During the fifteen days that I have been preaching, there have been five or six possessions. With holy water and the sign of the cross, our catechmens expel the devils and cure the sick. I have seen some marvelous things. The devil helps me very much to convert the pagans. As in the time of our Lord, although the father of lies, he cannot prevent himself from telling the truth." behold this poor man possessed with an evil spirit making a thousand contortions and crying out why do you preach the true religion i cannot endure that you should take away all my disciples what is your name asked the catechist after some refusals he answers 
I am the envoy of Lucifer. How many are you? Twenty-two. Holy water and the sign of the cross delivered the possessed. But even admitting, which I do not, that the sign of the cross no longer works miracles among Christian people, by how many superhuman efforts does it not reveal its power at each hour of the day and night throughout Christendom? If we suppose one hundred million temptations in the day, we may hold it for a certainty that more than three-fourths of them are dissipated by the sign of the cross. Who has not had experience of this himself? Judge from this, and remember, that what you do others do also. You may by this estimate the universal and permanent power of the sign of the cross, the liberator. I will go further and admit that the sign of the cross does not always succeed in chasing away importunate thoughts, in dispelling seductive charms, or in withdrawing the soul from the verge of the abyss, but with whom lies the fault? Is it not on account of the little faith of the Christians in our day? Must we not say with regard to the inefficacy of the sign of the cross that we, with good reason, say of the fruitlessness of holy communion in a great number, that the fault is not in the food, but in the disposition of him that eats? Defectus non in cibo est, said in endentis dispositione. It is with a view to cure this want of faith, which impoverishes and ruins Christians, that I have undertaken this correspondence. I shall continue it by developing another title which the sign of the cross possesses to the confidence of the Catholics of the nineteenth century. They are soldiers. The sign of the cross is a weapon which repulses the enemy. More than three thousand years have elapsed since Job defined the life of man to be continual warfare. Militia est vita hominis super terram. Ages have rolled away, generations have succeeded generations, empires have given place to other empires, twenty times has the face of the world been renewed, yet Job's definition has always remained true. Life is a warfare, a warfare for you as well as for me, as for your companions, for the rich as well as the poor. It is a warfare begun at the cradle, to end only at the tomb, a warfare for every moment of the night and day, in sickness and in health. It is a decisive warfare. On the victory depends not fortune, health, nor the temporal advantages we esteem so highly, but infinitely more than all of these, an eternity of happiness, or an eternity of woe such my dear friend is man's condition here below we can change nothing of it who are his enemies yours and mine ah who is there that does not know them not only by name but by their attacks the devil the world and the flesh three formidable enemies bent on our ruin as i have not the slightest idea of giving you a complete course of asceticism i shall occupy myself only with the first as sure as there is a god so sure also there are demons no satan no god said voltaire and he was right if there is no satan there was no fall no redemption no christianity no christianity all is false the human race is foolish and there is no god now the demons are fallen angels by their intelligence strength and agility they are far superior to man their number is incalculable until the day of the last judgment they have for their abode the atmosphere which surrounds us 
jealous of the sons of adam for being called to enjoy the happiness they have lost their occupation both day and night is to lay snares for us to excite our passions to cause us to be placed in dangerous positions to obscure in us our esteem for the faith to stifle remorse and to blunt our moral sense in order to make us the accomplices of their revolt the companions of their torments all these truths are i repeat as certain as the existence of god tyrants over man by sin the demons are also such over creatures subject to man the king being vanquished all his subjects belong to the victor distributed throughout all parts of the creation and in each creature in particular they penetrate them with their malignant influence within the limits of the power that has been given them they make it the instrument of their hatred against man against his soul and body this is also a dogma of universal belief what does he know who is ignorant of this nothing and he who doubts it less than nothing he who denies it deserves no longer to be numbered among intelligent beings now the struggle and man being given such as they are can you conceive it possible that divine wisdom would have left mankind without defence must you not on the contrary understand as clearly as that two and two make four that in order to equalize the struggle god has given to man a powerful and universal weapon always at hand and within the reach of every one what is this weapon let us ask all ages particularly christian ages with unanimous voice they answer that it is the sign of the cross the constant use which they have made of it gives the answer this point of view illuminates all the history of the sign of the cross it highly justifies the conduct of the primitive christians and no less highly condemns our own there is nothing more certain than that this sign is the especial weapon the powerful weapon against satan and his angels tell me when we want to know the value of a cannon a carbine or any other arm of new invention in what way do we proceed we do not blindly trust to the inventor the authorities name a committee the weapon is tried in presence of competent judges the judgment which they form decides the value of the engine of war submitted to their examination let it be the same with the sign of the cross only remember that the divine sign is not a weapon of new invention it is old very old but it is neither rusty nor weak nor worn out as to the committee of examination it has been long formed and leaves nothing to be desired it is composed of the ablest men of the east and the west chosen men who from ancient times have known the weapon in question and the details of the warfare not only in theory but in practice behold the tribunal let us hear its judgment does that judge believe in the power of the sign of the cross and the fitness of that divine weapon to combat the demons who expressed his decision in the following terms never leave your house without making the sign of the cross it will be to you a staff a weapon an impregnable fortress neither man nor demon will dare to attack you seeing you covered with such powerful armor let this sign teach you yourself that you are a soldier ready to combat against the demons and ready to fight for the crown of justice are you ignorant of what the cross has done it has vanquished death destroyed sin emptied hell dethroned satan and resuscitated the universe would you then doubt its power does that second judge believe in it who says the sign of the cross is the invincible armor of the christian 
soldier of christ let this armor never leave you either day or night at any moment or in any place without it undertake nothing whether you be asleep or awake watching or working eating or drinking sailing on sea or crossing rivers have this breastplate ever on you adorn and protect each of your members with this victorious sign and nothing can injure you there is no buckler so powerful against the darts of the enemy at the sight of this sign the infernal powers of frightened and trembling take to flight does that third judge believe in it who addresses to himself and to all christians the following recommendation let us make the sign of the cross boldly and courageously when the demons see it they are reminded of the crucified they take to flight they hide themselves and leave us and the fourth who says let us bear on our foreheads the immortal standard the sight of it makes the demons tremble they who fear not the gilded capitals tremble at the sign of the cross thus has the east decided by the voice of her greatest men saint chrysostom saint ephraim saint cyril of jerusalem and origen to which it would be easy to add other names equally respectable let us hearken to the west saint augustine says to the catechumens it is with the symbol and the sign of the cross that we must march to meet the enemy clothed with this armor the christian shall easily triumph over his proud and ancient tyrant the cross is sufficient to cause all machinations of the spirits of darkness to vanish his illustrious contemporary st jerome says the sign of the cross is a buckler which shields us from the burning arrows of the demon and elsewhere frequently make the sign of the cross on your forehead that you will not yield to the destroyer of egypt and lacitantius says whoever wishes to know the power of the sign of the cross has only to considerable how formidable it is to the demons when adjured in the name of jesus christ it forces them to leave the bodies of the possessed what is there in this to wonder at when the son of god was on earth with one word he put the demons to flight and restored peace and health to their unfortunate victims Today his disciples expel those same unclean spirits in the name of their master and by the sign of his passion the east and the west have spoken the most able judges proclaim the sign of the cross to be an excellent weapon a special weapon against the demons an incalculable number of facts form the basis of their judgment in the first ages of the church they were repeated every day in presence of christians and pagans in all places of the universe they were so conclusive that st athanasius an eye-witness said without fear of any contradiction by the sign of the cross all the arts of magic are rendered powerless all enchantments inefficacious and all idols deserted by it the passions of the sensual voluptuaries are moderated checked and appeased and the soul grovelling on the earth is raised toward heaven formerly the demons deceived men by assuming divers forms and standing near a fountain or river in the woods or upon rocks and by their enchantments and delusions surprised unwary mortals but since the advent of the divine word their artifices are powerless the sign of the cross is able to unmask all their impostures does any one wish to prove it he needs only come into the midst of the enchantments of the demons the impostures of the oracles and the miracles of magic then let him make the sign of the cross and invoke the name of the lord and he shall see through fear of the sacred sign the demons will fly the oracles become dumb the charms and incantations be struck powerless i will relate a few of those experiences 
lactantius the preceptor of constantine's son who knew better than any one the secrets of the imperial court relates the following while in the east the emperor maximin a very curious searcher into the future one day immolated some victims and sought to read in their entrails the secrets of the future some of his guards who were christians made on their foreheads the immortal sign immortale signum at the same moment the demons fled away and the sacrifice became dumb if at the sight of the cross the demon was obliged to fly away from his temples how could he remain in other places let us hear one of the most grave doctors of the east said gregory of nessa in the life of st gregory thaumaturgus the moses of armenia the illustrious historian relates what follows trodes his deacon arrived one evening at neo caesarea being fatigued with his journey he wished to take a bath in order to refresh himself and for this purpose went to the public baths that place was haunted by a murderous demon who killed all those who dared to enter there after nightfall therefore the doors were closed at sunset the deacon presented himself and requested to have them opened the keeper of the bath told him all that had happened you may believe me said he whoever dares to enter here at this hour never comes forth alive at night the demon is the master of the place and many unfortunate persons have paid for their temerity by cries of agony and by death trodes was not moved by what he heard but insisted on the doors being opened overcome by his solicitations the keeper of the bath bethought himself of an expedient by which he might save his own life and at the same time satisfy the desire of the petitioner he gave him the keys not daring to open the door himself and ran away the deacon entered alone arrived in the first room he began to remove his clothes all at once on every side objects of horror and dread spectres of various forms half flame half smoke figures of men and beasts presented themselves to his sight howled in his ears infected him with their loathsome breath and surrounded him as a circle that could not be broken without the least emotion the deacon made the sign of the cross invoked the name of the lord and left the first room in safety having entered the bathroom he found himself in the midst of a more horrible spectacle the demon appeared to him under a form calculated to cause the death of any one by terror the earth shook the walls were rent asunder the floor opened and the deacon saw beneath him a furnace from which the sparks flew up into his face he had recourse to his former weapon the sign of the cross and the invocation of the name of the lord and all disappeared after having taken his bath he hastened to depart but the demon barred his passage and kept the doors closed but by the sign of the cross satan's opposition was again overcome and the door flew open of itself as the courageous deacon went forth the demon said to him in a human voice humana vox do not imagine it owing to your virtue that you have escaped death you owe it to him whose name you invoked having thus been saved trodes became a subject of admiration to the keeper of the bath and to all those who knew of the occurrence the fact you have just read dear friend is not an isolated one it is but a part of a vast whole of similar facts attested by thousands of witnesses in past ages which are reproduced in our days amongst idolaters rome often witnessed them allow lacantius to speak when the pagans says he sacrifice to their gods if any of the assistants marks his forehead with the sign of the cross the sacrifice cannot take place and the oracles consulted give no answer such has often been the cause why wicked emperors have persecuted the christians 
some of us accompanied them to the sacrifices have made the sign of the cross then the demons being put to flight could not mark in the entrails of the victims the signs indicative of the future when the auspices perceived this they failed not being incited thereto by the demons to whom they sacrificed to complain of the presence of the profane the princes became furious and persecuted christianity to the extreme that it might defile itself with sacrileges of which they so cruelly bore the pain my next shall contain some other facts. End of letter 15